You better be sorry. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's as good of an intro as any. Michigan Studios in Detroit, and this show has everything. Well, guys, looks like we made it out of the last administration without a nuclear war, but that's about the only positive thing I can say about it. Uh, since we last spoke, we had a pretty great inauguration. Joe Biden is executive ordering his way out of just about everything he possibly can, and Bernie sat in a chair to the delight <laughs> of the world. Um, all we can say right now is... <sighs> Take a moment to exhale. There are plenty of problems to solve, but we are here today to talk about how we've been feeling about the week's changes. And to help me with that today, I am joined by three grumpy old liberals in the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota. It's Anne with a plan, Lundholm. Hello. Hi. <laughs> you know, I'm the oldest. Does that mean I'm the grumpiest old liberal? <laughs> I don't know if grumpiness and age are linearly related. Um, I guess that's for me to decide. There's probably some published study about that, right? <laughs> I'm sure there is. I'll find it. Uh, and in Day Job Studios in Boston, Massachusetts, it's Bobby the Greatest Generation Pape. <laughs> Thank you. Where Where is the movie Grumpy Old Men set? Because now that I think about it, I'm curious if it'll make its way onto our road trip. Have we missed it? Oh, no. Oh, it's Minnesota. I was going to say it's Minnesota. Oh, you know, it nice. does, yeah. it yeah. definitely looks Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, I remember it being cold. That's There's a lot of ice fishing. <laughs> yeah. And also, right. I, I don't want to delay too much longer our next co-host, but also I do want to know, you You said looks like we made it. I've had that Barry Manilow song stuck in my head <laughs> all week. That was... I couldn't. I didn't want to say it, but I couldn't help it. Looks like I wrote like it down, and I was like, oh, it. Well, "There it is." Yeah. Uh, and of course, in middle-aged momish studios in Austin, Texas, it's Hillary Livingston Butler. Hello. The only song that I have had stuck in my head all since Wednesday is "Let's Get Loud." Let's get loud. I loved how J Lo <laughs> slipped that into a medley of like <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> ABP so always be promoting. I know. It's yep. so great. Mm-hmm. God, I love Jayla. Oh, she's ridiculous. Also, outbound pan. <laughs> <laughs> Question of the week. How many things that have the initials ABP can you come up yeah. with? <laughs> I'm just hungry. Um, Don't mind so, me. Yeah. Um, today, I'm going to just move things along because we're going to do a short show today, right, guys? <laughs> we are. We are. Um, uh, get out your tissues because we have a pet update in small talk. I'm going to discuss my experience with my second <laughs> dose of the Pfizer vaccine. Um, we're going to check the mail and your responses to last week's question of the week as usual from our Facebook page. And in medium talk, we're discussing relief on many fronts. And of course, since this is episode 69, we had to bring you a Hillary's horny corner. <laughs> of course. Just a quick one. 69, dude. <laughs> I, I want to put we it had on. a lot of discussion about not yeah. acknowledging it, but we, we had to. We weren't going to make it. Yep. Can we make can we make this episode 69 minutes long? I didn't know. Oh, no, my God. Mm, Let's aim for it. That's too much pressure. <laughs> Six minutes and nine seconds. 
Well, we have go. 69 flags flying in the background. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure something out. Um, uh, we also have some T-She Recommends and Amazon Plug of the Week housekeeping and let you know how you can get involved with the show. Um, Bobby, do you want to start us off with your news? Yeah, uh, I, I do want it on the record. My original idea for this episode was to just do a show about things that aren't as good as they sound like they would be. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. It is. But that was going to take a lot of production work, and uh, it's been a week. Uh, in fact, it's been it's been a few weeks. It's been a really emotional, exhausting, uh, you know... This this was 2021 looking at all of us and saying, ha ha, you thought it was going to get better. <laughs> yep. uh, and it will, slowly. That's going to be a process. And, and we're all uh, intelligent people. And I mean the listeners, too. Because if you're listening to this, then we know you are. Uh, and so you know that this is going to take some time. Because there's a lot to undo and unravel and fix. And so it's been a, yeah. an emotional time. I'm really worried that we're alienating our MAGA listeners. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I-E-T-F-O. You can go. Does uh, what's her name? Jenna Ryan, does she listen to the podcast? Is that her name? Jesus. <laughs> yes, the woman who sold me my house in Dallas. Oh. Oof. But she wasn't your realtor, right? She was the other No, she was realtor. the seller agent, yeah. so I, didn't, I had no choice. So we did, actually didn't have an agent. Um, oh. So, mm-hmm. Yeah story for another time she was yeah. she was awful i hated her then and i hate her even more now yeah well she's earned it so yep um i have a little bit of news that uh if you are friends with me on facebook you've probably already seen but i know that not everyone is i mean i don't know why you wouldn't be but that's fine you make your choices <laughs> um we didn't post it on the on the tishi page and uh it didn't get mentioned here because i was off the week after this happened and then last week we were just a little preoccupied with everything else going on in the world, but with the burning capital and the world, you know, petering out and just coming the riots and the looting and waking up from our four-year coma. Um, uh, so the sad news is that uh, Sam and I uh, said goodbye to Cupcake uh, earlier this yeah. month. Oh, no, where'd she go, Bobby? <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you take her to I a farm? It. <laughs> we took her to I him. hate it when people say they lost a pet because I'm like, well, did they get lost? Or right. <laughs> like, that's it could go either way. So say goodbye has been my my preferred way to put this because some people are a little uh, sensitive to me saying we decided it was time to have cupcake euthanized. Right. Uh, I think I said that about Stevie, and it's it's accurate because you're there and it was intentional. Yeah. So um, cupcake had. Um, uh, kidney issues that we've known about for years and years and years. And she had been on special kidney f- uh, treatment food and uh, other things. And she just, these these last few months, it was not a short goodbye. Uh, we, we knew for several months that she was ailing. And ever since the move to the new apartment, really, she had never really been herself. And for a couple of months, she was sort of doing the things that cats do toward the end of their life. She was sort of seeking out private spaces and jamming her face into the radiator looking for warmth and uh just generally being antisocial i mean and she's uh she she had always been um a selfish bitch i mean that was just kind of (laughs) 
<laughs> it's okay. Well, we can. It's... All cats are. Yeah, that's it, kind of the nature. Exactly. Of cats. I mean, I, I've never seen a cat who could convey her disdain more clearly <laughs> in her photographs than Cupcake. She had some looks. Uh, there is a really nice. Uh, I, I put together a couple of collages. So eighteen of my favorite pictures of Cupcake on my on my Facebook page, and I'll move those over cute. to the to the Tishi group. Uh, we'll put a little post there after the show goes up. Uh, and yes, many of them are, are her wondering why the hell I'm taking her picture. Uh, she was just ailing. Uh, in December, we started giving her um, fluid injections just to kind of help keep everything um, flushed, you know, giving her fluids every night. And that was traumatic for Sam, even as a former vet tech. And it was traumatic for me and it was traumatic for Cupcake. And so we just decided after about a week that that was not going to continue. It didn't seem to be helping her quality of life any we we celebrated her uh, thoroughly through December, just giving her every treat she would eat and anything she would. But her appetite just waned and she lost more weight. And uh, what it comes down to is there is probably somewhere in this world where I could get kitty dialysis for her. But um, just, that's, that's a quality no, of life and financial yeah. threshold that we were not prepared to cross. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, Understandable. Exactly. And so we ended up taking her in uh, on uh, the 4th, which happens to be the day before my birthday. Mm. And uh, and uh, we said goodbye at the vet. And some one of the nice things about this is that when we moved back, we were able to start taking her back to the vet in Rhode Island that we took her to when we first adopted her, who we really love. So we illegally smuggled her across state lines to go do this. <laughs> and we got to hold her after she was knocked out. And, of course, if you've ever been through this with a cat, yeah. you know it's very gentle. Um yeah. And uh, they wrapped her up in a big blanket and then left us with her. And I held her. And Sam looked at me and said, just so you know, that big blanket is there so she doesn't pee on you. And I said, thank you. <laughs> thank you for letting me know that. I mean, I sort of figured. <clears throat> uh, but but we really got to um, enjoy that time with her in a way that a lot of people don't. You know, I, growing up, I had cats that ran away and got hit by a car once. And, you know, there's terrible things that happen suddenly. And... Uh, and we were able to, I think, do an effective job of gauging where her quality of life was, where we could pamper her and make the best for her and then decide that it was time to say goodbye so that she wouldn't be suffering unnecessarily. And and that's um, a responsible thing to do. And also just for us, it was uh, emotionally the right thing to do. And in fact, I think we actually miss her less than we would have otherwise because we got such an opportunity to do that. And so sure. it was a very sad couple of weeks for us. Um, we were actually supposed to go out of town for my birthday just to a rental cabin in the woods. And we canceled that and ended up going back to Buffalo for a couple of days to work on the house. And just, you know, it, it was a bit of a bummer, but at the same time, it was a long time coming. And, you know, we adopted Cupcake when she was six-ish, you know, as best as you can guess. Um, from the Rhode Island um, SPCA. And uh, we were able to give her a really great forever home for what ended up being about half of her life. And uh, we wouldn't trade it for anything. So we're glad we got the time we did with her. And it's a reminder to everyone to, um, you know, I, I don't have a huge conflict with people shopping for, for pets as long as it's done ethically. And, and it's not always. And that's more in the dog world than the cat world. But um uh, adopt. I definitely adopt and consider adoption and, and consider an older cat too. You know, mm -hmm. Cupcake was not young when we got her, but she still had a lot of energy and a lot of life. And, and she was a really great fit for what we were going through. We moved several times and I was out of town a lot and I was always comforted to have her there with Sam. 
as as uh, something and someone to love. And so uh, that's my that's my big encouragement for everyone is to to not be afraid of the end when you're looking at something like that because it was so well worth the time we got to spend with her. So plus kittens are just absolute nightmares. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> <Get> from me. <laughs> Meredith uh, says wearily. <laughs> I, I enjoy getting to see the pictures of young bear <laughs> when you, when and you, you might back. get a weird one like <laughs> meredith <laughs> quite the uh, spectrum yeah so uh we are not going to be rushing into getting another pet our apartment is really not conducive to it right now and also we're just going to enjoy the downtime and figure out when is the right fit we we can't have dogs in our place and we're thinking about maybe a dog next but um um, I, I would also like to get another cat at some point, but we're going to take our time and uh, we're just uh, in mourning, but also just celebrating all the good time we had. And that is clear in the pictures that I will share. <laughs> so that's it. That's Cupcake. R.I.P. Thank you. Yeah. She looked like a sweetie. I'm sad I never got to meet her, but you yeah. gave her a good life. And I think that's the best possible outcome given the situation. So, Yeah. It's a good reinforcement that I should never have children because I, I took so many pictures of the damn cat. <laughs> I was going to uh, say. <laughs> All uh, the ones where you're holding her and her face says, put me the fuck down right now. <laughs> I've gotten that look from babies, too, and it's much more awkward. <laughs> anyway. So uh, thank you. All. And you guys knew about this and, and have been extremely supportive through all of this. And I, I greatly appreciate it because it's it's uh, it's incredible and stupid all at the same time how much you can care about an animal. And um, I'm glad we got to experience it all. But, yeah, I was I was a wreck for about a day because yeah. of it. Yeah. 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 Somebody once said to me, oh, it's just a cat. And I almost slipped. Their <laughs> I was like, going to say, did you shank shut up? up. <laughs> uh, I liked and loved cupcake more than I like or love most people. Yeah. 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 And, and that's, you know, it just is what it is. Uh, and it's because the world is a terrible place, but cupcake was a great part of it. That's why people that's get it. so crazy about animal issues. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we did uh, make a donation to the Rhode Island SPCA in honor of our vet. And we also made a separate donation just uh, to them to thank them for the life that we had with cupcake and oh, sam still nice. keeps an eye on the spca boards and you know like i said I, I don't remember if i've ever recounted the um so much for a short show the uh <laughs> origin stories of our adopting cupcake but sam went to the rhode island spca without me one day and she sat on the floor and they were letting all the cats out and around and cupcake was the older one and she had had a few health issues when she got there so she wasn't immediately on the market and in fact, because she had been there for so long and then was a late addition to the um, adoption roles, she was half price because she was on clearance because <laughs> she wasn't a kitten and she wasn't one or two years old, you know, yeah. and she um, walked right over to Sam, got right in her lap. Sam was sitting uh, what I believe we call in politically correct terms now crisscross applesauce on the yes. floor. Yes. yes. And uh, Sam uh, climbed into her lap and just didn't leave. you are mine and sam had to get up and then sam came home and was like we have to go back and go get this cat yeah so my sister has two um rescue main coons they're purebred but they came and they came from a breeder but they're what my sister calls scratch and dent cats sure (laughs) so they were i think they were free they were extremely cheap or free because they weren't going to be used for breeding and it's all awful and gross, but they have some health problems. They're both deaf because they're white. 
Um, but they're beautiful cats and they have two different colored eyes each. Wow. And they're, yeah. A, I haven't even met them a yet. white though. Maine Coon? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'll send hmm. you guys some pictures. They're gorgeous. And she got them, you know, earlier this year. So I've never even had a chance to meet them. Aww. Yeah. But they're super cute. That's why you got your vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Good transition, Anne. Well played. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, on that note, I got my second vaccine on Tuesday morning. Wait, um, but you, we need to t- you need to tell the listeners how you wrote it on the show sheet because I've laughed like four times. And I it. want I <laughs> want you to know I will never forgive you for doing that either. I don't even remember. I was thinking about deleting it because it's so stupid. Um, on the show sheet, I wrote Lou Bega's vaccine number two. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. <laughs> That's like when I talk about Vatican II and I'm always like back with a vengeance. Like, it's <laughs> I think it's because I was at Trader Joe's that day and they were playing it and it was stuck in my head. Oh, and there, I was like, that, whatever summer that was. It was, it was 1999. It was, it was when I went to Europe and they were like, that was it. Like that was the only song that played like constantly. I was working in the kitchen at that point and it was just top 40 on all day. So I probably heard it five times a day uh. for an entire summer. A little bit of Monica. Oh, I won't God. I won't go out with it. I promise. I believe you meant to say Moderna, not Monica. <laughs> I'm sure that song could be reworked. A little bit of Pfizer in my arm. (laughs) I did get a little bit of Pfizer. So I got my vaccine at like 1030 in the morning on Tuesday. I went out to a different hospital. um, And uh, it was very easy process. You sit there and wait afterwards for about 15 minutes to make sure you're not going to have a reaction. And then you just go. and, And that was that. And I worked the rest of the day. And it was fine. And... It's kind of well known at this point that the second dose of the Pfizer vaccine can cause some kind of cold-like symptoms. And so my boss had told us all, since this is all being administered through work, since we work for a hospital, my boss said, you know, if you guys want to take the day off after this, go right ahead. (laughs) I'm not going to stop you. And so I was like, eh, let's see how I feel. Um, But I'm not going to turn down a free day off. So I just took it. Um, and I was feeling fine when I woke up, but it was like almost exactly 24 hours later, about 10 in the morning on Wednesday, I just started to feel like flushed. I got my cheeks got hot and I took my temperature and I had a little bit of a temperature and then I got a headache and I felt a little dizzy. So I spent the rest of the day in bed um, and I just watched the inauguration. So it was actually a perfect day yeah. for that. Um, yeah. I probably would have done that anyway. <laughs> And at least I I had the day I didn't have the guilt of of having to babysit my email and stuff. So it wasn't terrible, but it also was like it was a little bit worse than I expected. Um, I really didn't feel good for a while and I really just didn't want to even get out of bed. Um, But it lasted, you know, until maybe the evening. And then the next day I woke up totally fine. So and and it's it was weird for a couple of reasons. It was weird to feel sick and know that you're not sick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I felt like I had a cold, but I knew I wasn't contagious. And the other thing is it was it was reassuring in some way because that's your immune system responding to the yeah. to the shot. Yeah, no, so working. it's like, OK, it's yeah. working. Yeah. Like it's doing something and this is the correct thing to happen. Um, so so it was actually really nice <laughs> to feel like crap. <laughs> it sort of seemed from what I've heard about as like people who are in trials kind of know whether they got the shot or not or whether yeah. they got the placebo yeah because people did feel kind of crappy 
Yeah, I suspected that I was in the the control group for the Moderna one because I had had literally no symptoms at all. Yeah, it was just kind of like normal. It was just nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be funny if they injected all the control group with food poisoning. Just to mix things up. (laughs) Rude. (laughs) Taking double blind to new levels. Yep. Ooh. Um, so that was my vaccine story, and I'm so relieved. I feel I feel great about it, and I can't wait um, for th- more people to get it so we can go back to normal. Yep. You can't wait to go run around and lick some doorknobs. <laughs> God, it's my favorite thing to do. I love it so much. <laughs> there was some article I, I did not read, but I got pushed from the New York Times about Wuhan now is like people are like going back to karaoke oh, yeah, and you know mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff and I was like I don't really want to go karaoke but I was like oh remember like doing stuff without thinking about it mm-hmm. remember like sharing other germs. people's hair <laughs> yeah you want to bite of this spit on <laughs> getting spit on <laughs> I mean, that's what's happening. <laughs> I know. I <laughs> Not know. to put a too fine a point on I it, know. but that is accurate. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, congratulations. I'm extremely jealous. So, yep. Thanks. Screw you. Um, <laughs> Fair. <laughs> all right. Moving on to the mailbag. We did uh, get a letter, a longish letter from our, our resident grumpy old liberal. I think you can um, take the ish off of longish. <laughs> it's just long. real long. Uh, Mr. Bob wrote us a yeah long email, but I'm going to recap it a little bit. First, he did his Washington, D.C. movies in no particular order. All the President's Men, The Manchurian Candidate, D.C. Adjacent. I'm assuming he means the original one because the second one is dumb. Um, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, The Day the Earth Stood Still, Fail Safe, the 1964 version. And his Secret, secret Service code names are Stumbler, I'm a Klutz, <laughs> Tick, I had <laughs> Tick-Borne Infections about five times. Wow. Um, cranky, no explanation necessary. <laughs> and Squeeze Bob because I admit to playing the accordion. And then now should we debate these though which do we feel <laughs> um yeah, i mean stumbler makes the most sense because it it fits the naming convention right that's what i was secret service say. the best but i do like squeeze bob <laughs> if you can yeah you can see, squeeze, like, bob, squeeze bob's moving squeeze bob is on the move <laughs> uh, it's kind of a tongue twister though I feel like Tick, well, isn't there like a superhero Tick? Yes. Yeah. yeah. But that's yeah. the Tick. Yeah. Not just Tick. <laughs> tick. Completely different. <laughs> tick is moving. Uh, well, this um, is a little tough. George W. Bush's was, I, they the Wikipedia article, which must be the definitive answer on this, yeah. says that his first one was Tumblr. Oh. And I don't know that you want to be uh, was that it, close he to. He was, uh, um, so, oh, I'm sorry. I interrupted you, Bobby. But I had a thought. Wasn't he a cheerleader in college? Yes, yes, he was. Yes, I bet that's where that comes. That's kind of funny, actually. I noticed that the presidential ones all start with the same letter, or maybe it's for their families. Yeah, yeah the they, families. Yeah, yeah, yeah they all started with the same. So they letter. all started with a T. Yeah, yeah. T. Yeah, Tumblr got upgraded to Trailblazer at some point in George oh, W. Bush's. Well, because they realized that Tumblr was stupid. <laughs> right. And that he was blazing yeah. a trail for um, white men born into the White House. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, Bob went on and on and on. Um, but he did address, I guess, our, you know, overriding 
discussion about uh, baby boomers and, you know, maybe we were slightly negative on them. Um, And he said, now it's become de rigueur to blame baby boomers for everything from economic inequality to bad television. But in defense of my cohort, I have to say that some of us had the idealism torch burning. I didn't become a teacher to make money, obviously. I wanted to have a positive effect on young people and through that maybe on society. Many of us did that and avoided the lure of pirate capitalism. And as an explanation and not a defense of those who went full bore neoliberal, you have to understand what was going on in the 1970s. When I entered college in 1972, Watergate was just starting at the time. Uh, By the time I graduated, Nixon had resigned. The manufacturing economy was starting the precipitous slide. Inflation was high and the oil crisis was on the horizon. Boomers were troubled, if not scared of the future, thought idealism didn't get them anywhere, and decided to join the Greek party. That does not excuse those people, but it might help explain why so many of us did what we did. Bob, I suffered the injustice of dial-up internet when I was a kid. (laughs) I know. You know, I think about it all the time because, um, you know, when I graduated from, the year I graduated from high school, not high school, I'm not that young, college was 9-11. When I got married was the beginning of the Great Recession. And then when I had, when my kids were starting to get older, it was, you know, COVID. So it's like, yeah, I mean... I don't know. I'm trying. We're all shaped by these yeah. events. Yep. Yeah. And, and it just and I affects think, generations differently. I think in our discussion, at least for me, I can't speak for any of you, but I think we were talking more about liberal politicians, baby yes. boomer politicians yes. yeah. than yeah. liberals in, in general. That's when those people got to power, they found that it changed everything or they had to abandon their principles in order to get that power. So people like Bob, who, you know, probably did just as much for the country by being a high school teacher. I mean, yeah. my mm-hmm. God, yeah, who would yeah. choose that? I mean, I cannot teach my children now and they're my own children. There's two of them. And I'm like, no. Bless you, Stumbler. <laughs> No, I think like, I mean, in discussing primary colors, it's like, it was more just like these people who started off as idealists and then they just suffered the same fate. And and it's almost like, is this just human nature? Kind of like once you gain power. Um, sure. You, it's starting to become a cliche, but the whole power mm-hmm. corrupts. I've yeah, seen absolute power. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I know. And it's just, it's sort of depressing. And it's, I, I do think it's sort of silly, um, not to impugn your generation, Bobby, but I used to bristle at the greatest generation and not that they didn't, you know, um, <laughs> sacrifice and, you know, join up, but that was also just sort of the culture then. I yeah. mean, it was, I don't think, I do think it's sort of silly to blame something all on one generation. It is sure. a cheap and yeah. easy way of just grouping people into, you know, every generation has failed sure. us. Sure. Yeah. Hillary just... and I are technically Gen X. Yeah. And certainly the sort of apathy and cynicism of Gen X didn't get us anywhere. No, no, no. I'm technically a millennial and I hate it. <laughs> I'm Meredith, firmly... you don't get a trophy for showing up. <laughs> I wasn't asking for one. I don't have a single trophy. What about orange for the record. Oh, we should do trophies. We should do tissue trophies. Oh, yeah. um, You're doing... I do have some oranges. <laughs> I do too. I'm firmly a millennial, and we all know that I'm a Gen Xer, so it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Right. Um, 
Bob, so I think the summary here is, Bob, we weren't talking about you. Yeah. You're a you're a, an outlier. We're talking about the minority of boomers that ruined it for boomers yeah. mm-hmm. and everyone who came after them. And Bob, didn't you retire? See, you're doing part of the good stuff. Like, we need these people to fucking yeah. retire. <laughs> Uh, anyway, thank you, Bob. We appreciate all the feedback always. Um, as far as the question of the week responses, what's your favorite DC movie slash what's your secret service code name? Um, I'm going to start. Kelly says absolute power with Clint Eastwood. My secret service name stealing from Ike Providence since I spent my summers in Rhode Island and on the Cape. Well, that's a good nice. one. That's good. Mm-hmm. Ellen, with, you know, my favorite, the Pelican Brief. <laughs> I knew you would be all I know, over I was that. like, yes, yeah. Ellen, yes. Uh, but also, we, the should, TV- we should name Hillary's comfort movies. <laughs> I know. I mean, with yes. the primary colors, maybe we'll keep on the list, but obviously Spotlight. <laughs> yeah. Spotlight. And the Pelican the Brief. Pelican brief. <laughs> Wayne's World, The Fugitive. Um, uh, she says, but also the TV series, The Americans, which is really good. I fell off. As I almost always do, if something's more than three seasons, I like lose the thread a little bit. But it was really good. Um, code name is Tiny Punches. <laughs> it's very cute. Oh. Um, Lane says Mr. Smith goes to Washington. It's a little on the nose, but I've adored that movie since I was a teenager. Classic. Edward says DC Cab. My Secret Service code name is Strudel because of my German Danish ancestry. <laughs> nice. Perfect. Perfect. I love it. Uh, Laura says, so I'm going to say all the president's men. It concerns one of the great American newspapers and the role and two young uh, reporters who were unafraid to go after what turned out to be an insane story played in Nixon's downfall. A close second, which is not a movie that I love, but it's also very DC to me as the exorcist. <laughs> and I think my <laughs> secret service name uh, would be, of course, goose. Cause of course. It's Gosling. It's mm, perfect. That's nice. Uh, Daniel says born yesterday, 1950 with William Holden, Broderick Crawford and Judy holiday. And even though, uh, the big set pieces are other elsewhere, the scene of Bruno stalking the guy through DC landmarks and Hitchcock's strangers on a train stays in my mind. You mean it's not just on a train? I know. Mm. And Spielberg's Lincoln. Um, Daniel, the only this is so pitiful. The only Born Yesterday I've seen the is the one remake with, with Melanie Griffin and Don Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh god, oh. how much vacuuming and lingerie is in that movie? <laughs> I know. God, Working Girls so good though. I watched that the other day. Harrison, add that so one to the list. On. I know it's just so good. Um, okay, Kate says the American President, of course. Uh, Morgan says, my favorite is Dave. The, we're walking, we're walking was huge for me. And pe- people rarely got it, even other guides when I was a tour guide. Oh, shameful. Uh, Saska says, all the president's men, my, uh, in my opinion, the greatest recent living screenwriter in America, my secret service name would be Maple Bar. And I think mm-hmm. William Goldman I like wrote that. all the president's men. I yeah. Um, Julie says, no way out. The 1987 political crime thriller with Kevin Costner and Sean Young, code name miniature bitch monster and i (laughs) (laughs) um i don't know that the secret service would go for that julie um and i wrote our r.i.p mike because i knew as soon as i saw julie said no way out that mike was gonna be like costner (laughs) (laughs) um amanda says i'm gonna say the american president and my code name would be starboard that's a good one i like that Kalina says, Captain America, Winter Soldier, best of the Marvel movies, fight me. And my code name would 100% be Marshawn. Of course. (laughs) Can you you take the name of another person as your code name? (laughs) Why not? 
Um, Charles says, code name, first kid. And he did a poster of the movie First Kid with Sinbad. And- but, well, okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> he said code name, and then he posted the picture of no, the first geez. kid. And I was like, wait, is it first kid or is it Sinbad <laughs> that he's choosing? I actually think Sinbad might be a little bit better, honestly. Because first kid would get confusing if you had another kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you had a kid, yeah. Um, Joseph says, in the line of fire... Clint Eastwood and John Malkovich. I don't know about codename, so I'm going to go with Tom Hanks. Okay. <laughs> sure. Um, actually, In the Line of Fire is, is good. Um, and I, this is just his name, R.I.P. Mike says, Broadcast News is both in the DC and Media Movie Hall of Fames, and my codename would be Stumpy Joe. <laughs> yeah. Joe? Come on. Stumpy uh, Mike. I know, Stumpy Mike. It's the same amount don't of Don't be confusing. <laughs> no. <laughs> Alicia says Independence Day. It's so fantastically 90s, and I love it. So that is it. I never really Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. Yeah, Bill Pullman. I never really bought him as the president. I love Bill Pullman. I know. He's see the thing is uh, he's like the Baxter in all of his movies. You know, he's sort of the like uh, you know Sleepless in Seattle. Like he's the other guy. Like excuse me, Lone Star in Spaceballs was not the Baxter. (laughs) I know it's right. (laughs) That's true. And while you were sleeping, he's not the Baxter either. But, um, but he's in singles. He is. You know, he's the plastic surgeon. He's just like such a nice oh, guy yeah. that like yep. I don't really think of him as like. Although that speech is great. I mean, like I could probably cry if I was listening to it right now. But, he's very cute, but he's always just a little bit goobery. Yes. Yes. Um. Anyway, guys, thank you very much for. Yes. All the movies and, and keep all them coming. the code names. Yeah. No, they're really I, fun. I think there's a lot more code names out there. Oh, yeah. For sure. Or if you don't know what your code name should be, just tell us uh, where you're from. We could develop from. an app. <laughs> T- tell us where you're from and, and what your favorite hobby or color is or something, and we'll just do it. We'll do it on the next show. We'll just Ooh, I like it. come up with your code <laughs> yeah. names. Uh, all right, Bobby, you want to yeah. take us into medium talk? Yeah. Uh, so we thought a lot about what to do for medium talk as earlier, uh, as we discussed, uh, trying to avoid, uh, a lured, uh, uh, dirty conversation about episode 69. So, uh, <laughs> it's still funny though. 69, dude. Look, <laughs> I'm gonna, every time. <laughs> going to save all of our energy for episode 420. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so this, this, the other funniest number. So, uh, yeah, no, this episode will just be titled Nice. And then uh, (laughs) we figured with the inauguration this week and uh, sort of uh, the the world just beginning to trend back toward sanity, maybe just a little bit, um, we figured uh, that it was just time to exhale. We've been holding our breath for four years. uh, And uh, that's just the political part. We've been holding our breath since March on the health front and everything has been scary and exhausting. I mean, look, the world was such a chaotic shit show that I couldn't even find the time or energy to talk about my dead cat. last week. <laughs> so, uh, we're just, uh, we just thought it would be nice to, um, to just unwind a little bit and, and just, uh, live in that experience for a few minutes. And, uh, we've all posted a couple of notes here, uh, to expound on that a little bit, but I'm actually just going to be greedy and go first, which is, just to say that I I celebrated the inauguration the same way I celebrated the uh, descent into the depths of hell four years ago 
with a with a toast. I did some in, some morning drinking four years ago, the day of the inauguration, and I posted a picture of me toasting the end with a with holding up my glass to the TV. And uh, I did the same thing this time. I was actually driving back. I ended up going to Buffalo again. Uh, just property management is fun. Uh, and so I listened to most of the morning stuff, and then I got home just in time to watch the inaugural address. Um, and so I poured myself a drink once I got home. So technically did not drink in the morning. I drank at like 12.05 p.m. <laughs> but uh, That means you're not an alcoholic. Right, exactly. There's nothing uh, unhealthy about me medicating, self-medicating in the afternoon from the state of the world. Right. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I toasted uh, with a glass of bourbon, and I just um, – uh, hoped that it was a, a look ahead to to brighter days, and um, and spent a couple of days just really thinking about what this means. And I think it's been a relief to note that um, while COVID has been in the news, we haven't had any major headlines from the president of the United States oh. saying anything stupid or offending anyone <sighs> or declaring something baselessly or you know mm-hmm. calling out an ally. <laughs> um, I, I saw that somebody took a footage of of Anthony Fauci taking the press room podium for the first time under the Biden he administration. Looks so happy. <laughs> he looks so happy. <laughs> somebody put some slow motion uh, porn music on him taking his mask off. <laughs> I heard somebody said it to Return of the Mac. It was like very nice. <laughs> so good. I was- listening to uh love it or leave it this morning and they joked that his arm is fauci's arm is still sore from voting for biden so hard <laughs> uh and uh we you know we watched nora last night as we do and uh they had a preview Just of- one name she's mononymous <laughs> we uh we we caught the preview of an interview with of deborah burks with um uh, with uh, Margaret Brennan that's going to air this weekend. And Margaret Brennan just asked her, did you ever think about quitting? And Deborah Birch just starts laughing and said, every day. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I have very conflicted feelings about that woman. Me too. But she just, carried a lot know, of water for right. Trump. Yeah. Uh, but just to see the scientists get to just be the scientists. Mm-hmm. And boy. Uh, and I also noted here something uh, that's actually cautionary which is I wrote dinner with my mother. So I, I stopped in Rochester on my way back from Buffalo, and I, I did have a meal with my mother the night before I drove home. And um, she came in um, hot. She came in, this is you know still the night before the inauguration, but she was um, uh, super enthusiastic about the, the Biden uh, appointments. And she this was a couple hours after the um, assistant health secretary, whose name I can't remember, was appointed and she was the um, health secretary of Pennsylvania. And she's a, she's a Trans- transgender uh, woman. Oh yeah. And it's apparently the first, um, you know, don't be shocked people. There have been transgender people around you your whole life. and You've just never known, but she's the first <laughs> yeah. openly transgender um, senior cabinet official or something or senior, whatever. And she was going, oh, hot about that. And this is great. And Biden's going to change the world. And and I looked at her and I said, you know, uh, yes, I agree with you. But uh, do do not do not become overly fanatical. Don't be the liberal version of all those Fox News people. Yeah, yeah. we got a lot of work to do here and it's not going to get better overnight. And you can be happy about that. I am, too. But um, that, you know, we've just got to temper our. Um, relief a little bit 
uh, and recognize that this is going to be a long slog. It takes a lot longer to fix things than it does to break them. And so I am, I am cautiously optimistic, which is something I think we've said here many times before. Um, but I, I am resting a little easier knowing that there are a lot of people rowing in the right direction now yeah. Yeah. and that that wasn't the case before. So uh, cheers to uh, to a new administration and to Vice President Harris, which is incredible. Yep. Yeah. And yep. let's remember that her record on, on criminal justice is not great, but hopefully has evolved. And, you know, I, I said weeks ago, my biggest goal is to reach a point where we can comfortably be mad at Joe Biden for not being liberal enough. Yep. yep. But really... Honestly, I think we mentioned it earlier, waking up and not being afraid that somebody is going to launch a nuke is enormously relieving to me. I've had like the opposite experience. I've been excited to turn on NPR and hear what happened while I wasn't paying attention. What things has he passed? Wow, what good things has he done? Yeah. Yeah. It's very weird. Also taking a little bit of joy in finding out which dumbass from the Capitol riots got arrested each day. That's been fun, too. There's a guy from my high school, guys. Of course there is. There's a guy from Michigan who got arrested, and he was there beating people with hockey sticks, which is the most Michigan thing you can do. They're all so dumb. They're so dumb. They're so dumb. so dumb texting pictures of themselves to their family who have FBI agents as spouses and stuff. Like, come this on. This guy that I went to high school with was posting on Facebook and like wrote. Cause they're so proud so of themselves. Stupid. They want, they can't do it because they have principles. They're doing it to show off. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, and then when they get caught, their excuses are so stupid. Like, I know. Oh no, I found that pack of industrial zip ties on the floor. I just picked I it up. I was going to give them I didn't to w- an authority. I didn't want anyone to fall over. Uh, like, tell me another one, you asshole. Stupid. Stupid. Yeah. Where's Judge Judy when you know? <laughs> what on earth did you think was going to happen? Well, it should have happened right then and there, but at least yep. some people are getting arrested. Yep. You know, um, I think it was an interview. I, I think it was Chris Hayes talking to ta Coates on his weekly podcast where ta Coates made the point that, that I've often thought about the people who are protesting, like almost aggressively, violently protesting anti-abortion outside of abortion clinics. And it's this thought that if you... If you genuinely believed that the government uh, has been put in the hands of a cheater pederast leading a ring of mm-hmm. anti-American whatever. Cannibals. Right. <laughs> yep. And then you were reminded conveniently by people that uh, that this country was born out of violent insurrection, that that you could convince yourself that those actions on January 6th were the appropriate actions under the circumstances. And that's the same thought I have about crazy protesters at, at abortion clinics who think that, you know, those those little babies are, are going to spend an internal damnation and this is the only way you can possibly save their souls. And and it really just is a reminder that we've got to fix the information pipeline yeah. in, yes. this, in this country because the fact that so many people still – also the fact that so many people are still apprehensive about the vaccine. I saw those yeah. numbers last night are still mm-hmm. dangerously high. Jesus yes, Christ. I, know. I mean, I'm cool with them being high for now because I'd rather get their shots. Like if they don't want them, I'll take it. That's great. <laughs> Once I get mine, we need to fix those numbers. <laughs> Jesus. Yep. So, of course, yeah. with the giant asterisk for people of color – 
being historic victims of medical testing. Yes. Oh, of course. Yes. I, I I understand that hesitancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I well, it's completely understandable. But again, that's the other thing we've got to we've got to overcome that because, God, it, it it also speaks to you know we haven't earned their trust. Those people right. who feel a, a long history of mistreatment, and uh, we we need to earn it. We as a society need to earn it, and I just. God, long way to go. So yep. that, that's my I mean, waiting I, to exhale. <laughs> I agree with you, Bobby, about the need to um, uh, solve the information superhighway issues that we're having. But how can people believe that there's a child molesting cannibal ring run out of the basement of a pizza place that has no basement? <laughs> I mean, it's so stupid on its yeah. face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you get the it's, information yeah. that any reasonable person person should say, "Well, that seems wrong." Yeah, yeah, yeah. the The hardest part is recognizing that it doesn't make sense, right? Uh, figuring out how to rationalize with an irrational person, which I have many times said is impossible. Um, it's brainwashed. It's culty. It's, yeah. it's, you know, uh, the, the leader, this is, this is, uh, this is some Kool-Aid shit. Right. And it's, I, I think it's for a lot of them. It's not that they believe all of it. It's, it's that the one, they make a point. And two, uh, I'm a white guy who got laid off from my mediocre job. And I like being told that it's because of someone who isn't my fault, mm-hmm. you know, yep. I like being told it's not just a world trend and that we're going to have to adapt to it. I like being told that, no, it's that person's fault. Their skin's a different color and I'm going to blame them and maybe I'll get my job back. It's it's a combination of scapegoating and fear mongering and it's all just uh, dangerous and terrible. And I think also conspiracy participating is probably kind of fun for a lot of people. For sure. It's exciting. They really seem like they're enjoying it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a community, right? Like people feel like they're isolated and maybe this is some place they can belong. Isn't this the same conversation we've had about ICP fans? (laughs) Right? It's it's a community for people who are a little bit broken and they come together through the anonymity and and uh, and the well surprisingly welcoming culture. I mean, yeah, those people they they bring in those sorts and they give them a place where they feel belonging and I, I've, I've seen I've, enough episodes of uh, which FBI show is it? I don't know any of them. <laughs> <laughs> and and I do think that once you get into the mindset of conspiracies and you're having a real good time with it, then you want to keep it going. So that seems like um, they're the conspiracy is shifting constantly about now they're like well did you hear the thing where some people are suggesting that trump and biden had a had a face-off yes (laughs) switch faces it's actually trump with biden's face oh god (laughs) they'll just do anything Uh, to justify this stupid belief he's still there he's still there yep and we still have hope Mm. oh gosh there was an exhale in there somewhere i got a little sidetracked yeah (laughs) that's all right really uh uh Things are looking up. Slow, long progress, but I think they're looking up. Who's next? Well, I mean, I think we've already talked a little bit about Meredith's uh, uh, luck, or, or rather, uh, 
positioning in the rankings of human society and that she's already gotten her I know. vaccine. So. You're, you're like more evolved than the rest of us. Now. Right. I feel, I mean, I've said this before, but I feel kind of bad about it. Like, I don't deserve it. Um, I, mean, I work from home. <laughs> you're, you're a metahuman now, as the lingo I goes. <laughs> I know. But also the more, like I said, yeah, the more people who get vaccinated, the better. And I'd probably be foolish to turn it down. So I got it. No, it I don't think anybody no. is criticizing you for taking that opportunity. No, I certainly not. am not. No. Well, and, and you had the opportunity and now, you know. I can I can see where you're like, oh, like maybe I should have been lower on the list, but whatever. The opportunity was there and now you're contributing towards herd immunity. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. it is a contribution. Well, and the hospital had their own, you know, shipment of vaccines specifically for employees and they got through all the clinical people before they got to us, you know, so they they did this really well. Um, this is what large hospital systems are good at. Um, and it's been really efficient. And I don't know the algorithm. I don't know how they decided when to contact us. Um, but everybody in my department got the email roughly the same time. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's really my big thing. And it's not just the fact that I got it. It's the fact that people are getting it. Um, and the the rollout is has been absolute garbage yeah. because there was no federal yeah. um, no. coordinated response, which is horrifying. But we are getting there. <laughs> Nobody made um, a plan. Uh, weird. If only there, we had it was a... underneath his health care plan. <laughs> If only we had a, a force of tr- people trained in logistics that we could deploy at a national level on a moment's hmm. notice. Weird. Hmm. That, that's a good know. idea. We should do that. I, it just it boggles the mind that the Trump administration pinned their entire strategy on getting the vaccine and then made yep. no plans on how to get the <laughs> vaccine just... into people. Yeah. That you know, we're, yeah. about uh, a year ago, or maybe a little bit more, when um, before COVID really hit the United States, I remember you know Dave and I would always say like we're just really lucky with him that nothing horrible has happened. Now a ton right. of horrible things had happened. You know, children were in cages, the stupid wall, the Muslim ban, all that was terrible. But nothing like you know, there was no nine eleven. There, there was, was a, you yeah, know, exactly. and it was like. See, guys, when that happened, it was like, this is what we were scared of. Like, this is what we yep. were scared of. This is yep. why it's bad is because you need civil servants. You need people who have confidence in, in systems working and not destroying them all the time. This is why it's bad to have a failed businessman in charge. Yep. Again, As- somebody who had put, stuck his fucking, um, you know, inheritance into like a CD, it, he would be worth more money at this point. Right. <laughs> God. And I really hope that the idea that... A person who has experience in business is therefore better qualified to run the United States it's than somebody who's worked yeah. in the government. I, I just hope we can put that to rest for yep. once and for all. Mm-hmm. Somebody said to me one time, or I read this, so I'm I, this is not my original thought, but the, the stock market is like astrology for rich people and people who like really put in <laughs> yeah. like a lot of, um, you know, faith, like, oh, the stock market's really high. And it's like, no, it just is like a like just some things that were happening. And that's yeah. why there's no I mean, it's, it's a completely an exercise in psychology. is yeah. all the stock market yes. is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, if we're keeping, I guess, with the uh, the covid trend on this um i had a little bit of an exhale so my week was complicated because i you know i woke up on tuesday from a long weekend a great weekend and i'm like okay i'm ready to start this week i'm energized like i had some work stuff to get done i was like knock it out and then i can like focus on the inauguration it's gonna be great put drop the kids off at school 
and I was on a walk and then I get a call from a number that I was like, I don't, what's that? And I'm like, oh, that's the school. Oh no, it's never good when the school calls. Like, Hello. <laughs> they don't call you to be like, just wanted hey! to let you know Bridget's having a great day. <laughs> no. Um, and I get a call and they say, Rory's class is exposed. He has to stay home until the 30th. Um, he needs to get tested or I guess, I guess he doesn't have to get tested. He just has to stay home for the 30th. Um, and then it's like, okay, I mean, they don't really give that much guidance. They're like, just come pick him up. And I said, well, do I need to pick up Bridget? And they were kind of like, uh, they can't say yes. But so it's, I, what I did is we brought him home. Dave took him to get tested, but he had no symptoms. So, um, they didn't do the rapid test, which I honestly, like all the stuff in the rapid test, it's like a little bit, it's not, you know, it's, there's a lot of false negatives, I think. So yeah, I was it's like, it's not very accurate and you have to be like swarming with it for it to detect it. Yeah. So I was like, you know, the PCR test is fine, except that the PCR test is, you know, 48 hour turnaround as far as results go. And then, so then I picked up Bridget. I probably should have gotten her, but I picked up Bridget and I said, you can't go back to school until we get Rory's results. So of course, like every second I'm going, smell, like, can you smell that? What do you smell? And he had a runny nose, but you know, he always has a runny nose. He's, you know, he's a kid. He always has a runny nose and it was clear. He didn't have a fever. Then, then I was like, I mean, the amount of times I smelled my armpit was, a phen- I mean, I was like, can I smell like, and you're like sticking my nose up. Dave probably is like, you're so disgusting. Stop doing that. Were you um, smelling for body odor or for well, your deodorant? For, to make sure I could smell. I'm like, do I yeah, smell? But what are you assuming oh, you're going to mm, smell in your armpit? Probably body odor, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest here, I work from home. It's probably body odor. Um, I mean, I do shower, but, you know, I work out too sometimes and don't always re- put on my deodorant. Anyway, um, so, but I had sort of convinced myself, like, I think he has it. I'm just sure. And I'm, I'm on my walk on Thursday and I get a call from the doctor and they say, he's negative. And I'm like, ah, that was my XL of the week. Now we all, it was sort of nice to be home with the kids watching the inauguration. And I cried. I even cried. I mean, Jayla was silly, but I did cry when she uploaded Espanol because Mm -hmm. whatever, I'm a sap. Um, and I, that was great. But then when we got, you know, that he was negative and he still has to stay home, but Bridget can go back to school. But, um, it just is, I don't know why it was sort of like symbolic to me and that like he's negative. That doesn't mean we're not anywhere near out of the woods, but it just feels like, and the school made an announcement that like the, the cases are down and it just like, it feels like we're trending, right? <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. not going to be perfect. I know it's going to, we're going to hit bumps and you know, I, <laughs> I, I have, I drove, this is another thing. So I drove by a, or I walked by a bar on Saturday um, and I live in my own little bubble where I go to Target and I go to HEB, but like, I don't really like go out that much. It's just to sort of, you know, I live my life, but I don't, whatever. I see the people I see and that's it. The bars were packed when I say, mm. I mean, it was like, not even just like, oh, there's some people at a bar. They were packed. They were grinding on each other, listening to Belle Biv DeVoe. It looked fun, but also disgusting. And I was like, oh, this is why. Like, and and it, that this is a whole other conversation, but it pisses me off that we're like kind of having kids half in school, yet the bars are open. Now, I feel bad for business owners. That sucks. But like, yeah. maybe let's nip it in the bud and then we can reopen. I'm surprised. Restaurants are still closed here. And I forget that it's a patchwork of rules yep. that don't make yeah. any sense. No, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Ugh. 
why any I Texas know, man? I know, God, yeah. I know. I'm like, oh, let's go have like varsity football, but like uh, kindergartners can't go to school when they mm-hmm. really need to go to school. Now my kids are really lucky, you know. We're fine. We're home. I fucking hate when they're home, but like we can be. But really, a kindergartner needs to be at school. A first grader needs to be at school. That's how they learn best. They just do. Well, they need constant supervision, which you can't do if you're working. And they need peer pressure of people around them, like, Mm -hmm. so it models to them what they're supposed to be doing. And yeah, Dave and I both work full time and we have kind of demanding jobs. So anyway, that being said, all that nastiness aside, I, when he got the negative result, it was just like, okay, like we can get through this. That was, you know, our scare, but like, I, we just have to be vigilant and we can, and now we have like the right leadership maybe. And, you know we're going to require it on planes. It's not just up to private companies. Like it's a government strategy to require masks on planes. As it should have been from the beginning. (laughs) Anyway, that's, that's, it's, it's going to be better. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. (laughs) And exhale. Yes. And well, that leaves me, I'm going to take this in a slightly different, different direction that I wanted to talk about a little bit more of a general um, exhalation and I like to share my experience with the Headspace app. Ooh! And if you listen to a lot of podcasts (laughs) chances are you've probably heard of Headspace because they do a lot of podcast advertising but I, I first heard about it like four years ago probably from my therapist and when I Oh, by the way, Headspace is a mindfulness and meditation app. And when my therapist first started working with me, she was really pushing hard for some mindfulness work. And my thought was like, well, that's not what I'm paying you for, but I'm too polite to say (laughs) that. And I was like, okay, let's do some mindfulness And, uh, you know, it's all about listening to your breath and blah, 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 blah. And I always thought that people that did meditation were kind of hippy dippy or whatever, all of that. And so for the first months or whatever that we did it, I was like, okay, so you focus on your breath and you breathe in and you breathe out. And how long are we doing this? (laughs) I'm bored. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. And then we had this one time when I was talking about feeling like the list never ends and you guys Mm -hmm. know what I'm talking about when I say the list Oh, sure. (laughs) like my whole life is a goal of getting to the end of the list and the list is never ending it's never gonna end Uh, (laughs) and Uh I'm the kind of person that like I, I like I don't enjoy relaxing very much if I know that there are chores hanging over my head so I want to get it all done and taken taken care of so that I can you know relax and so I was talking to my therapist I'm like because I was working two jobs at the time and I was president of this choir that I was in and I was on the homeowners association board and I just felt like for the last 20 years every day had been just like okay one foot after the other how do I get to the end of this day how do I arrange my schedule how do I I mean in college I had two majors and two minors and sort of that I don't because I'm stupid it all (laughs) made so much sense when I did it but I all the time I was like okay well if I go to the gym then and then I hit the grocery store after work then I can and I said to her I just feel like 
it's never ending. And I almost feel like there's motion in my head all the time. Cause like to the next thing, to the next thing, mm-hmm. to the next thing. I said, mm-hmm. honest to God, I feel movement when I'm sitting here on the couch. And she said, well, let's do a little mindfulness. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> do I have to? <laughs> and it was like, breathe in. And the one that I kind of like, it's breathe in three, breathe out six. So you mm-hmm. count in three and then count out six. And we were doing whatever. And I'm concentrating on it. And I had this feeling like I was a old time steam locomotive, <laughs> like coming into the station. It's like, and then the movement stopped and it was completely silent inside my head. And the relief was so profound that I had like one giant tear rolled down my right cheek (laughs) and one giant tear rolled down my left cheek. (laughs) And since that day, I have become a believer in mindfulness practices. And once I got to that place and I knew how to get there again, I have never again felt like that locomotive was just churning, churning, churning in my brain because I know how to stop it. So I've been using the Headspace app for probably, I've been paying for it for at least three years. And I think a year subscription is like 65 bucks or something. And I find that well worth it. You can subscribe for free and you, you used to get like 10 free sessions, like the basic course on mindfulness. And my therapist was like, you could just do those over and over again. But I think with the advent of the pandemic, they released Mm. more material for people. So that was really nice. But they have a whole bunch of different courses on mindfulness. They're usually like 10 episodes. And if you have like certain things that you want to focus on, they can do that. So like if you have some problems with depression, there's a whole series on mindfulness and depression. It's not therapy, you know, but it's just a way of kind of learning how to focus and listen to yourself. And they have some, if you have anger issues or if you're grieving or that stuff, they also have, boy, this is just turning into a total ad. Yeah, <laughs> pay me, pay me. <laughs> Code word. But they, they also have like this section that's SOS. Like if you're just having a really tough time with something. And I had an experience a couple of years ago where I started spiraling at work because I started thinking about like how gross and ugly and unlovable I was. And um, that just really sent me off down the wrong path. And I remembered that they had these SOS things. So I went into like an empty conference room and I sat there and I, it's three minutes long and I listened to it twice and that just arrested the spiral. Wow. And so I will do That's that every great. once in yeah. once in a while. They have a whole like um like a nighttime like how to wind down kind of stuff. And then they also have like sleep music. So if you like to listen to music when you fall asleep or they have something they call sleep radio, which I don't cuz I don't like voices yeah. I'm trying to fall yeah. asleep. Yeah. But I listen to their soundscapes all the time like 3D recordings. So they'll have like, you know, a monastery thunderstorm in Delhi. It, you can do like a 45 minute one or an eight hour 
Wow. wow. Or like foothill waterfalls or a Cameroon rainstorm. Or <laughs> nice. We got a whole bunch of them. But um, it's been a really, really good journey for me and a really good. I don't do it every day now because I kind of have the basics down. But in all this last few years of turmoil, I have learned to be able to get out of my head because I'm I'm such a internally focused person um, to get out of my head and pull myself back into awareness of my body and it always helps even if you just do it for a few minutes so that's my evangelical um, pitch for like meditation and mindfulness and there's lots of apps out there but you know if you do feel like you have like racing thoughts or I don't know. I don't know if you had like diagnosable anxiety that it would necessarily work, but it wouldn't hurt. No, no. Yeah. Is, it's even if you think that it's kind of stupid as I did, <laughs> it's worth trying. It's Can I really put helpful. in a similar plug for the Calm app? It sounds very much the oh, same. Yeah. And I downloaded that and then forgot to cancel my free trial. So now <laughs> I have it for a year. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, well, I may as well make the best of it. And it's a similar price. It wasn't that bad. Um, and I downloaded it because I've been waking up in the middle of the night lately, um, like two in the morning and just unable to, I never go back to sleep. I just can't go back to sleep. Um, and that just ruins my whole day. It's awful. Um, and so it's because I can't like, I can't shut my brain off. I can't calm it down enough to go back to sleep. And so I will, I have my headphones by the bed now and I will put them in and I will listen to a sleep story. You know, it's a very similar thing. Um, and the voices actually don't bother me because they're always very calm and soothing. <laughs> I call you know, it, I call it gynecologist bo- voice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to, be on, to be honest, I've never actually tried the, the you know, the voice stuff on the Headspace app because because whenever I hear people talking, my brain is always like, what are they saying? So I was like, I'm just not even yeah. going to go there. I think everybody has their different, th- well, like, um, I don't like white noise that is things like rain or thunderstorms or th- because it's just, it eight changes hour, too much. Eight yeah. hour box fan on YouTube. Yes. <laughs> That's one of my go-tos. Yes. I listen to white noise, like actual white noise. I have an app mm-hmm. for that. Um, and that, that's what I need to go to sleep, but it's, it's been really great. I mean, I did, I've been doing yoga forever and, and meditation is, is a big part of that. So I'm, I'm familiar with that, but oh, there yeah. are still times when I can't, can't employ those yeah. to get back to sleep. I know. Um, I do it sometimes with my kids when they're really upset about something doing the breathing. In. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not great about doing it with myself cause there's definitely sometimes when I'm, spi- I'm spiraling and. I remember at some point I realized that I thought, oh, adulthood is just like a bunch of whack-a-moles and I'm just trying to always get like everything down all the time. And I was like, I can't live like this because there's always going to be something. And I, I tend to freak out like, oh, the, I think our dryer is busted and we need to get a new one. And like that would kind of send me spiraling a little bit. Like, can we afford this? Or like, God, it's another pain in the ass. Like I got to deal with it. It's like, there's always going to be something, you know? You and appliances, yeah. Oh, Let's not go there. On. I know. <laughs> no, but I, I, I think it is it is a, a really good thing because there's always going to be something. Even if you live this, like, blessed life where you have a lot of money or time, there's just, there's always stresses. Um, oh, yeah. And i got to take a second. Too. I think my mom did this with us before it was called mindfulness. You know, it's like, let's take a deep breath yeah. and let's take, yeah. you know, count to 10 and blah, blah, you know, to calm us down when we were little. But she's also a psychiatric nurse who works with kids. Yes. So <laughs> she had all those tools in her toolbox. 
There's one that I really like for going to sleep, which I actually learned as a theater kid. I don't know if you did this, Hillary, mm. but it was one where we would lie on the floor and then you very slowly travel up your body and yeah. you like focus oh, on yeah. your toes. Yes. Relax yep. your toes. Yep. Focus on the ball of it. Relax. So you just slowly and um, methodically move up your body and yep. you like focus on the part and then yep. relax it. I swear to God, by the time I get to my chest, I fall asleep every I know. time. I know. I never make it to the head. I know. Which... Good. No, that that is definitely something I have done when I'm a pretty decent sleeper. I also take melatonin, but like I'm a pretty decent sleeper. But there are times when I'm just anxious about something the next day or I'm excited. Actually, what happens is when I'm really excited about something the next day and then I like can't my body's like, no, I'm like just it's the next day. my birthday month. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, it doesn't even have to be bad. Like I have some exciting things going on in my life that I'll talk about later. Um, mm. and that is kind of, I think that's part of it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that's yeah. been kind of, it's just, it's not that it's bad. It's just that it's a lot and it's changed. It changed. You know, yeah. Yeah. stressing me out a little yeah. bit. It's just that things level. are kind of revved up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're all going to go into this new administration happier and healthier, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We are. Um, Can't be worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, before before we um, before we get to brief Hillary's horny corner, sorry, Dad. Do you, should we do our code names to round it out? Do oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Bobby, what's your code name? Well, I think mine is Bison. Uh, it's it's a you know Western New York Buffalo thing. Buffalo mm-hmm. is very proud of, even though there are no buffalo in Buffalo, <laughs> uh, and, and even like historically, geographically, there really weren't buffalo in Buffalo. It's it's a it's a buffalo is is Beauflove. It's it's sort of a, the French of the Native American name for Niagara Falls, and then bastardized into English is how they got to Buffalo. Oh. It has nothing to do with the animal. Um, Bison, I think, fits. And also, yeah. Bison Dip is a local brand of French onion dip in Western New York. It's extremely <laughs> delicious. So, Bison. Uh, very on brand for you, Bobby. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then, um, you know, because it starts with a B, Sam can either be, if she wants to lean into her um, profession, she can be binocular, because she's oh, a binocular wow. vision mm, specialist, or she can be sense. Buttercup, because that would be fun to me. Yeah. So, it's cute. Yeah. Bison. Uh, Meredith? Well, this was tough for me because I, I was trying to think of like Michigan things and all I came up with was like whitefish, which is kind of gross. I don't want to be a whitefish. <laughs> yeah. Or like dune might be kind of cool. Um, but so I, I came up with some lame ones and then I asked Gregory because he's good at this and he actually came up with my username that I use on the internet for everything like 15 years ago. Um, and I loved it. And so he, the first one he said was Butterfinger. <laughs> Nobody better lay a finger. <laughs> Get the hell away from me. Don't touch me. And I like that. But the one I liked the most was Sports Fan. Oh. <laughs> so all credit to him. That's it's good. like calling a fat, you know, fat guy tiny. <laughs> That's great. Oh, that's good. Um, Man, see, that would be kind of cruel to do to the Secret Service if you were yeah. getting a new guy in your detail. And, well, her code name is Sports Fan. If you're like, oh, great. Someone will be awesome. Like, Watches a game. <laughs> I have literally <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. Yep. Um, mine is, you know, I, Bobby, so you're like a much better parent and family member than I am because I did not think about my children or husband at all in this. Because yeah. I'm a jerk. <laughs> um, it was and- an afterthought. Let's be clear. I was mainly thinking of myself. 
And I understand that the like the ones that actually do this are the the male of the species, but I thought peacock would be good for me because that's what I'm doing oh, most of the time. That is that's good. great. Yep. <laughs> Although you're right, technically it would be peahen for I know, you. I know. Right. I know. That doesn't have the same. You don't want to have like hen brown. in your. Yeah. <laughs> well, like you want well, cock? <laughs> cock is better than hen. <laughs> Boy, that's going to make a like great a excerpt yeah. from your audience. Peacock and. <laughs> I am peacocking around yeah. most of the time. I think CJ, yeah, CJ Craig was flamingo. Yeah, she was. In the West Yeah, she was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big Bird was too on the nose. <laughs> um, and? Well, I have a couple of um, candidates here that I need a little help from. Uh, the first one I thought was Professor. Because oh. I like it. Because of me. Because uh, you're so smart. It, well, I don't know. People just always... Seem yes. to think I have that professorial air. You do. are smart. Yes. So. Um, then along the same lines, I thought maybe pedant. <laughs> <laughs> That's not very like, <laughs> but it's accurate. <laughs> well. And then I thought, okay, well, maybe since the a lot of the other ones seem to go with hobbies, obviously I could be baker. Yeah. But yeah. that mm-hmm. seems a little boring. So I came up with patissier. <laughs> Imagine these Secret Service dudes going like, patissier. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could Americanize it and just say patissier. Right. <laughs> I don't think you'd have to go to the French pronunciation. I, I think Professor still has merit. Yeah, no, Professor is like really that. good. It's got a yeah, good vibe, good. Yeah. as the kids would say. Yes. <laughs> All right. That's good. Um, Very good. Very nice. We're ready to go. We're ready. Kamala, Joe, you can put us in. Um, okay, for a brief, just a nod to the number of our show, 69. 69, dude! <laughs> um, <laughs> I may be a professor, but I can be juvenile, too. Yeah. <laughs> You're the cool professor. You're not like a regular professor. I smoke weed with my students. And are you sitting on a chair backwards right now? <laughs> I am, because I'm going to give you kids some straight talk. Oh, man. Um, so I, I don't know why I've sort of fallen off of my HHC reading. I've read some, but they're not like extremely horny, just kind of some. because uh, you're watching Bridgerton. <laughs> I know, some yep. romantic comedy. Yes, exactly. I've I filled it in other ways. Um, sorry, that was gross. But, ah. um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, anyway, so I, um, but I did start reading a book because a lot of people, I think in in the spirit of Bridgerton, it's, people have been getting back into the romance. Oh, like what's out there? I'm interested. All these new these newbies. So I I some some Facebook group I'm in recommended this book. Um, the book is called The Rogue Not Taken, <laughs> and I just put oh, LOL sure. afterwards. Sure, <laughs> um, of course. It, <laughs> as um, and I'm not done with it, but it's 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 good. It's it's you know Regency. Fairy and the Bridgerton. Like, honestly, I was like, was this written after? Like, did, did they get this out? Like, was it published, self-published yesterday? Because it feels very, um, you know, the, spoiler, I guess, in Bridgerton, the Duke, like, hates his father and wants to tell him, like, the line ends with me. Like, that whole thing. And there is actually, like, a line in here that is the exact same thing where he's like I'm going to tell my dying father that the line ends with me you know I hate that whole th- I hate all of that I know he doesn't want to be married so I'm mad. so de- he doesn't want to be married he doesn't want to have children but then he finds this woman just because he hates his dad so much he's no, dead <laughs> don't get over your daddy issues but um but yeah it's it's by Sarah McLean um it's good it's you know it's very much in the similar vein 
you know, it's it's horny and fun and it's well written enough that it's not distracting. So that's kind of, you know, like Anne says, there really needs to be somebody that writes like an actually well written but compelling um, book. My mine is now and I think Emily Colon would agree as long as it's not distractingly, you know, yep. poor grammar. I'm fine with it. It's, you yep. know, it's if, as long as it sort of follows a track. So and, anyway, the rogue not taken. And I, I had mentioned this on the audiobooks one, like I read Beach Read and that was really I, that was really fun. Fix Her Up was another one. The Roommate. Actually, The Roommate was pretty good. That one was pretty horny. But, um, and that one's by Rosie Dannon. Um, so I'm, I'm getting back into it. It's funny because I really, when I started to get into listening to romance novel stuff is after the 2016 election. Because I was just like, I need to burrow in a hole and like not come out of it. And it can just be like this you know, hoardy corner that I'm going to go into. But now it's it's a little more joyful and less like because I'm sad. <laughs> just I Hillary, want entertainment. You know that I love a rating system. Yes. Would you consider rating the horny corner books on like a scale of one to five penises? Uh, ooh, yes. <laughs> uh, and I guess in our emojis, it would be like a eggplant or whatever but, oh sure oh yeah. Uh, yeah yeah we don't have to be so directly crude we'll rate <laughs> right, it an right, eggplant right. yeah because yes. that's that's veiled um yeah no totally totally <laughs> the um, thinnest of veils for, okay so, yes yeah, so so far the rogue not taken i would give it if five is the most mm, i'd give it three i'd give it three um okay. there's some good sex scenes and uh, yeah i'd give it three because there's i mean on the ones that i have read it is it's definitely spicy but on the mild side Okay. <laughs> there you go. So the the road not taken is from the Robert Frost uh collection Mountain Interval. <laughs> and I was I was just quickly trying to think about other porny Robert Frost <laughs> names I could oh, no. and I I struggled. I mean the first thing that came to mind is nothing gold can stay hard. <laughs> oh god. Ew. But then <laughs> All I could think of was Mounting Interval might be a good name for the collected works, including mm. The Rogue Not Taken. Mm. That's about all I got. I, I'll it come back to you. It's a little like animal husbandry. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, right. So, sorry, I need to get back to the run sheet here. Question of the week, which is blank, because I told you all I have one and I wasn't going to tell you what it was. Mm, that wasn't just a ploy for, to get us to start the show while I <laughs> thought about it the whole show. Now, uh, I, I had this thought before we started, and I was almost going to put it on the run sheet as something to explore. But just before we leave the presidential uh, world, I had this thought of uh, who who has best portrayed a president on screen, TV or movie, and real president or fictional. And there are so many of them. I mean, I, I almost want to say... Um, Martin Sheen might just go into the Hall of Fame. Like, it might sure. be too, mm-hmm. too sure. easy of an answer. Um, or maybe not the best, even. But just, like, who who are your favorite um, actors or actresses? You know, we'll use that term in a non-gendered, you know, actors in the grand sense. Uh, who, who, is, who is your favorite uh, presidential uh, performer? Mm. So, uh, so who is the actor or actress? And, and who was the president uh, they portrayed? So, you know, that... We talked about Bill Pullman earlier. Maybe Bill Pullman's not our winner, though it is a great speech he gives at the end of Independence Day. Hmm. So that's what I'd like to know. The question of the week is uh, who is uh, 
your favorite, I'm actor. typing it as I talk, uh, <laughs> president actor. Presidential. Okay, I frantically Googled it so that I could get like a pool to choose from. And uh, the 12 greatest fictional presidents in film and TV from Goliath. Let's put a pin in it. Let's save it for next week. I don't want to make everyone jump on the... Oh. Yeah. I just want to say that it has presidents from three of our movies plus two more that you just mentioned, Bobby. Yeah. So I think think we have a good handle on this. Yeah. So I'm comfortable pushing off until next week to our answers and the listeners' answers. Okay. Since this is all a right. short show, after all. Yeah. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. <laughs> I like it. So who's your favorite president? And then we'll get out of D.C. after all this. Yes, we'll take I the know. We can, let's away. drain the swamp. Let's get out of here. Exactly. God. <laughs> but uh, oh, open to uh, open to interpretation there. The other one that actually put this on my – well, no, no, I don't want it because if I start answering it, then everyone will answer it. So we'll yeah. move on. But uh, who's your favorite presidential actor for next week? Go. Question of the week. I like it. I like it. Okay. Let's move on. Tishi recommends. Um, I'm going to go first. I watched because I'm a sucker and whatever. I know he's not a great person, but he's very interesting. I watched the Tiger Woods documentary on HBO and it is especially the second half. It's two parts. The second half is really, really good. The first half is mostly about his dad, who's interesting and, you know, it is interesting to see how he's raised and they're ha- what is sort of nice in it. They have um, some video of him as like a young not not just like a baby because they have a ton of that but as like a teen you're like oh look at him like letting loose and not just in like a gross way but just like as a teen having a good time um and they in the second half they um interview rachel ukatel you know and she was so like the bimbo of the story um and she's had a little bit too much plastic surgery, but she's smarter than you would think and has some interesting things to say. Anyway, I, I found it interesting and, um, uh, he's very complicated and it, it shows that maybe you shouldn't raise your kids to be like excellent at one thing. Cause it kind of fucks them up for the rest of their lives. But, um, <laughs> and like, just tell him he's like, God, you know, God sent him down to do all of these great things. But, um, but I enjoyed it a lot and I like, the 2005 Masters chip in is like I like can watch that on repeat. I it's and they show it and I like I had to rewatch it over and over again because it's just like the geometry that he does. I just like don't even understand it. So anyway, I recommend that. All right, I am next. I have been watching All Creatures Great and Small. Um, it's a new show on Masterpiece, um, and if you've ever read the books by James Harriet, they are just so wonderful. They're so like calm and soothing. You know, there are there's there's a little bit of tension, but it's very just like a chill. It's a perfect show for like this whole week um, because it's sort of a balm. It's really nice, um, and it's a story of a vet in I think Yorkshire, um, uh, just starting out in in a rural area. Um, and kind of his his travails and it's it's a very very good book series but now there's a television series and again i i forgot to cancel my pbs free trial so now i'm <laughs> definitely gonna finish it <laughs> my parents watched the previous tv iteration of that like back in the 80s mm-hmm. i was surprised i was like wait they're doing that again it's good, good for them it's good it's definitely worth it cool um okay on to shameless amazon plug of the week okay so uh, Dave's birthday was on Thursday and my mom kept saying, what does Dave want for his birthday? And I, he, Dave is the opposite of me. He does not care about his birthday that much and 
like, you're like whatever. I don't, I don't know. And I'm like, you need to give me an answer. I need an answer from you. Just t- like send me something or tell me something. And he just was evading, could not give me an answer. And I was looking at our tiny ass TV in our bedroom. And I was like, you know what? Dave wants a new TV. <laughs> Um, (laughs) so I told my parents I said Dave wants a new TV and my dad said okay go get one and you know you can spend this amount of money and it will uh, whatever that's his present this is great and then right after I told them he said I you know I really need a new Kindle and I'm like well you just gave me what I'm going to give you for your birthday. So I ordered him like a Kindle paperweight and he really wanted one that didn't really have like all the internet you know he didn't want to um whatever you know the fire fire. yeah he's like a full tablet yeah he's like i just want to read on it that's all i want i just want a light easy reading thing and so i got it and it was great uh so that is my recommendation the (laughs) kindle paperweight they're great i just upgraded to one with a backlit screen yeah Um, Yeah. gregory got it for me and it is wonderful and it doesn't do anything else and i don't want it to well that's what he's been like reading up a storm the past couple of days and Mm -hmm. so he's like it's great i just like it's yeah it's lit really well and it makes him very happy. So, that, God, maybe I'll get one. I know. That sounds great. I know. They're nice. And my new TV is really nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you were just like, this is what I want. If he's not going to answer, I'll get something I want. Two years ago, I got uh, curtains for our bedroom because we finally, Yay. yeah, now I was like, that's what he really wants. <laughs> he would love to have it. Oh, it's be his birthday to want is my birthday. A little birthday. bit of privacy for your birthday. <laughs> <No>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of gifts for people's birthdays, you might be able to find one at thisshowhaseverything.com by clicking on the merch button. Huh? Decent transition? <laughs> Good job. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell Dave next time. Just go on the website go and, on and see what you want. <laughs> uh, to be honest, Sam did that for me a couple of years ago. She just bought oh. me like all of our t-shirts. And that was kind of great. <laughs> uh, so check out the, the merch button there at the thisshowhaseverything.com. And uh, as mentioned last week with Christy on, they are... Uh, Christy and Jeremy are working away at, at updating the merch store, so keep an eye on that. Rate and review us in the podcatcher of your choice so that, uh, I don't know, so we feel good about ourselves. We don't really care about other people finding the show, but we do uh, have um, egos that we would like stoked. So uh, please go rate and review <laughs> us. And remember to add the Amazon link from this show description to your phone home screen and other places or bookmark bar, whatever makes it easy to use, so that we get a few pennies when you buy things on Amazon. We had a very large Amazon purchase last week that I was able to do through the uh, Amazon link. And I'm waiting to see how many dollars we got back from Bezos on that. And we'll have a a future shameless Amazon plug of the week for that item. As soon as we've had enough time to break it in and make sure that it is worthy of an endorsement. Ooh, I'm on Ford promo. Ooh, very exciting. (laughs) Oh, um, excuse me. I just bought an Amazon paperweight. (laughs) Oh, I should have used the link. You didn't? Well, I used the one that Hillary put in here, but we don't have the Christie oh, link boy. yet. Okay, never mind. Okay. Cancel so the order. My Start Kindle Paperwhite is on the way for Friday. Oh. We'll just have to. Yeah, I'm not canceling it. Okay. <laughs> uh, get involved with this show at thisshowhaseverything.com. You can contribute content to the show at throwyourphone.com. Um, uh, I would like the ratio of listener comments to spam to be slightly higher (laughs) than it is right now. Please. Um, join us on our Facebook group where, um, we have some memes, we have some comments, we have some questions of the week, we have show threads. Um, it's a fun place to hang out. The show Twitter is at Tishy Show. It's going to get updated any day now. 
You can email us at tshe at 10710.com if you prefer, or send us a voice memo, record it on your phone, and then email it to that email address and fax Bobby or Butt at 617-354-8513. Maybe start faxing him pictures of really cute kitties and dogs. It's not going to work. We're, <laughs> oh, we are firmly resolved to take a little break here for a little while now. Mm, I don't sure. know what you're talking about. Listener David John wants to help us get on the first page of Google, according to the email we got a couple of days <laughs> that ago. That is more important, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if David can do that, I'm all, I'm all about it. <laughs> um, well, it's a short show, guys. <laughs> we did it! We An did hour it. and a half! Yeah. That's, well, yeah, short by our standards. Relatively short. We didn't yeah. expect episode 69 to last as long as we wanted it to, did we? God. <laughs> and do it, the final one. 69, dude! <laughs> nice. Thank nice. you for joining us. And that was everything that very mature adults can talk about. About mental health and exhaling. <laughs> yep. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mumbo number five. Psych. <laughs> Jersey turned back there 
Oh